Good morning, everybody. You just heard Van Morrison and Madame George. Hope you enjoyed that one. That was inspired, that choice was inspired by an interview I recently heard with Kate Moss, who did Desert Island Discs recently. And she chose that as one of her Desert Island Discs. Definitely worth checking out if you have a chance. Really great um, podcast. All right. So we're going to keep this intro relatively short today. Welcome to the Lost Church Free Radio, KTLC. I'm your host, DJ Webbles. This is The Hangover Sessions. We have a wonderful guest coming up for you today. She's returning to the show almost a year to the day after she was last on the show. I'm very excited to introduce her and her new album, Start at the End. We're going to play a couple of cheeky tunes before we switch over to tomorrow, around 23 minutes in to the show here. And those songs are Cateno Veloso and Erasmo Carlos, med- a medley by Cateno Veloso and um, a song called Gente Aberta by Erasmo Carlos. And then we're going to have John Hopkins and Sit Around the Fire, which seems like a very appropriate song to play for a show like today. Hope you enjoy the interview and enjoy the music. Tava jogando sino, uma nega maluca me apareceu Vinha com filho no colo, dizendo pro povo que o filho era meu She was more like a beauty queen from a movie screen I said don't mind, but what do you mean? I am the one Who will dance on the floor and around 
People always told me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. She came and stood right by me, then the smell of sweet perfume. That happened much too soon. She called me to her room. Billy Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl who claims that I am the one. But the kid is not my son. She says I am the one, but the kid's not my son. Billie Jean is not my lover, she's just a girl who claims that I am the one. But the kid's not my son. She says I am the one, but the kid is not my son. This is indie rock nerd Megan Slankard, and I don't know about you, but three of my most favorite things in life are Bats, Earl Grey, and DJ Webble's Hangover Sessions. Eu não quero mais conversa. 
com quem não tem amor Gente certa é gente aberta Se o amor chamar Eu vou Pode ser muito bonito O mar, o sol e a flor Mas se não abrir comigo Não vou Não vou As pessoas que caminham Seja lá pra onde for É uma gente que é tão minha Que eu vou Que eu vou Quem não tem nada com isso Veio a vida e não amou Gente certa, gente aberta, se o amor chamar, eu vou, eu vou, eu vou, eu vou, eu vou, eu vou. sessions with DJ Webble. KTLC, Lost Church Free Radio. It's free, baby. and opinions of the mind be judgments and opinions of the mind and you exist behind that ah so ah so it's really time for you to see through the absurdity of your own predicament. You aren't who you thought you were. You just aren't that person. And in this very lifetime, you can know it. Right now. The real work you have to do is in the privacy of your own heart. All of the external forms are lovely. But the real work 
is your inner connection. you can love and just keep expanding it. You love a tree, you love a river, you love a leaf, you love a flower, you love a cat, you love a human. But go deeper and deeper into that love. Do you love that which is the source of the light behind all of it? Worship the gate and go into the inner temple. Everything in you that you don't need, you can let go of. You don't need loneliness. Possibly be alone. You don't need greed because you already have it all. You don't need doubt because you already know. Good morning, Tamar. <laughs> How you doing? Good morning. I'm so good. How are you? It's so good to see you again. Yeah. Happy Sunday. When was the last time we did this? Do you remember? Sorry to put you on the spot because I feel like it was almost exactly a year ago. It was about a year ago, wasn't it? Yes, because times, different times. um, But the first album was out in 2021, and the second album was out in 2022. So yeah, so I feel like we're talking about a year apart. Yeah. 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 How was how was 2021 compared to 2020 for you? Because 2021 Um, to me seems like it just disappeared like literally yeah. just disappears you mean from from 2020 covid year Come from the covid pandemic times it was a weird year because um we came back i'm a fifth grade teacher mm. and i always kind of look at my years based on like the class that i have and what happened and i don't know if you remember but here in san diego we came back to be in classes after being online but we had to wear masks and they were like, it was a very strange end of year. So I would say, and then the record came out and, and my dad died. (laughs) 
And that is actually one of the things we probably could, we'll, we'll talk about because that was actually one of the things that, you know, that, um, well, my dad died this year, but 20, so wait, Oh, now I'm no no my dad see, see what I mean? my dad was... has been gone for a year yeah right. 2021 was the year of the lost yeah it was a, the... I felt like it was a lost year which is weird yeah, because so... 2020 was more scary than 2021 but I think you're right because after my dad died um I was very existentially lost and not I wasn't very grounded and I was making this album that was you know just now we're going to talk about but um I was in sort of a haze of depression and mm. loss and and yeah I would say it was a very much of a, a weird uh year yeah um the only thing that's prominent is that my father passed away and that um this record came out i was working on this record so yeah so, yeah so you were you were um you bought out an album in 2020 right which was no actually 2021, 2021 was the restless dreams of youth and that was the first time we met and yeah. um i played a song off of that on yeah, your, it was fantastic yeah it was so fun listen to it. listeners you can listen to the old recording on uh podcast as well i've got a fine can you to... send that to me yeah yeah okay awesome because i could sessions. okay good yeah i gotta find that i i was in a haze like i said so yeah. um but yeah that album was great fun and um a great fun album to put out with very very little expectation on my part because it sort of came from the COVID situation. I had planned on recording an album in a studio with some people mm -hmm. and then COVID happened. And then I'm like, Oh no, I need to rethink the whole thing. I'll do it in my studio. I'll call my drummer friend, Matt, who lives in Chicago and we'll just pass files back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And that was a pleasurable kind of experience with very low expectations. And then surprisingly it got on best albums here. I was nominated, was nominated yeah. for two San Diego music awards, um, wow. best pop album and album of the year. Actually, Congratulations. I didn't win, but I did get to perform at the ceremonies on a big stage here. There you and go. Great. I was Great so blessed right? and I was so nervous. Oh my goodness. Did you put yourself up for this or did a friend suggest that you go in for the so and... a friend actually submitted it for me nice. and said, cause I didn't really even know about it. Um, to be honest, I, I don't go for award shows. Cause when I was younger, I used to send songs into songwriting contests all the time and I made a little headway with those, but it was very, I don't know. I felt like, uh, it's not what I'm doing this for, mm -hmm. but then somebody was like, you just, just get it out there because there's a lot of people that, book venues and just to get my name out you know yeah yeah it's huge and i was surprised when i got a call and that's fantastic so that was very cool um and then um i did not plan on putting something out so quickly yeah i was, I was gonna ask you about that right yeah within it was a, like a year within the space of a year or well what was very cool is some friends reached out here and was like you should be playing out you know let's let's learn some of these songs and um and uh kind of get a live thing going and so that was kind of the focus and it was really fun we started playing out and learning songs from restless dreams of youth and then i was slowly putting songs together um kind of for 
my own just needing to write songs, as you know, you a songwriter. And then this was about, I would say February, March, April of 2021, starting to slowly do stuff. And then my dad got sick and I went to Florida and within a week he had died. And um, I came back here, was in a really bad state and just kind of buried myself in the studio. And all of these songs were just kind of pouring out. And it became Start at the End, Mm -hmm. the new record. Um, It was like therapy in some regards, right? It was 100% therapy. And without it, without this album, as difficult as it was, to be honest, it was not a... it was cathartic, yeah. but it wasn't uh, a, a really a joyful, it was very, uh, it was very melancholy experience, mm-hmm. but, but it did feel like I was healing during the process. Um, so, yeah. So then I, you know, contacted Matt again, contacted Sean O'Keefe to mix it, some other guitar players and worked with my friends and all the people around me. And, and, um, and it, it ended up being finished and I put it out in April of 2022. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was like really crazy. Yeah. So, Cause it's interesting to me that there was like, is it, you didn't have any official album releases before 2021 since a long time before. Right. Right. Is that, is that no fair enough presumption. That's yeah. a very good thing to bring up because the, the band that I fronted, the only band that I ever was the, only front was called Starball. And that was back in the nineties in Chicago. (laughs) And then after that, I had just decided to be in a bunch of other band um, of other bands as like uh, playing keyboards, guest singers, guest songwriters, doing things like that, being a band member. I was in a band with my husband um, called the countdown and we shared the limelight in that wrote songs (laughs) together. It was an electro punk band. Very fun. Very cool. And um, it, it is, it's kind of goofy. <laughs> Think of like missing persons meets Gary Newman uh, meets uh, let's see what else, oh, like human league nice. kind of thing, but it was just us two. Um, so your question is that why, you know, why in, as my career in my later career, do I put a solo album out? Well, it had always been in the back of my mind, but I, I didn't have, I was very self-conscious and insecure about putting something out with my name on it. Because when you do that, you are being very vulnerable and you're also very clear with what your messaging is. Like if you put songs out with your name, this is your point of view of the world. This is Mm -hmm. your statement. This is your you know, it's, it cannot be separated from who you are. Whereas when you use a band name, it's easy to, to be a character, if you will, or mm-hmm. um, disassociate yourself a little bit, you know, cause that band name can represent a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So when I was Starball, I felt more free maybe to write different kinds of point, points of view. When I was in the countdown, it was definitely like this weird, you know, I could, I could become a character in that band, which was so freeing and actually super fun to write for and very easy. Um, But then when I did the solo album, I was 
really overthinking a lot of lyrics and even to some degree uh, the music because I felt that I had a different standard for myself Mm -hmm. and was thinking about how people would perceive me. So um, I just went for it. I was like, eh, if I overthink it, I'm not going to do it, (laughs) you know? And, um, and that, that's why the restless dreams of youth was so joyful for me because I was really surprised by the love that it received. And then I'm like, Oh God, people like are relating to it, you know, and liking it and feeling the message and the, the, the fun um, nostalgia of it. Yeah. Cause yeah, it yeah. is a nostalgic sounding record. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Lovely. Thanks for explaining yeah. all that. So let's get a song from the new album. Yeah. Out. The new one started at the end. Okay. Start at the end. And it's, it, it, you also wrote 13 songs. It's not, it's important to mention that you wrote 13 songs in a very short space of time by the sounds of it. Were any of these songs from prior times or were they all from that? Okay. So crazy period that, um, I think that your permission had existed not for very long, but only in a verse and chorus. Mm-hmm. So it was not a full song. Real Bad Day was an older song. <laughs> but I got to tell you, Alex, I was just like, the album felt like it needed a big, fun release. Yeah. And um, I was like, this is a fun song. And it sort of thematically went with the record because it was a message to my mother. Oh. And I noticed, I noticed who's that around? who's still around. And I was like, this could be a fun of bringing the song back. Um, because in the chorus, I say, mama, I'm having a bad day, you know, a real bad day. And I was like, that's kind of sweet because she's the only one I've got now. And um, it's a really fun, fast song in, in yeah. it. And it definitely shows my like power pop side. So <laughs> that's an older one. And then I would say... Um, Wrong Information is an older song that I always loved and wanted to put out and definitely thought that it fit the messaging of this song. Yeah, because it has a thing, right? You've come for a kind of style, yeah. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And so we're going to play Tragic Endings to kick things off. Okay, okay. And despite Why did you choose this one out of all the 13 songs? (laughs) Oh, I'm so, so proud of this song, though. This song was painful because I wrote it. Okay, this had three versions. I had to re-record everything three times on the song because the first time around, I layered everything and I was like, this is too slow. You know, some songs have the perfect tempo. And when you're going for mid-tempo songs, if it's too slow, Mm -hmm. it could drag. And if it's too fast, it it feels like it's not the vibe you're going for. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted this to be um, just the right tempo. And I had to re-record everything. (laughs) And then, and then... um, once I re-recorded everything, I didn't like some of the instrumentation. And so I re-recorded everything again with the, when the real drums came in. So this was, a, this was a song with so many versions and layers. And what I loved was when this song was released, I got so many people saying, this is one of your best songs because there's so many things happening and it's just very vibrant and the lyrics are great. So I was like, thank you. Oh. I love, love hearing that when you, you know, when you feel like you put so much into something. Yeah. 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 Lovely. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Let's get yeah. this on then. That's brilliant stuff.
Okay. Here we go. This is Tragic Endings by Tamar Burke and from the album Start at the End. Tragic endings happen all the time. Will I be any different? Standing crying in the checkout line. I don't want the lady to see me read about another reality queen. Lost her man, her home, her dream. So I fumble for my key. That was lovely. Thank you, Tamar. Yes. Lovely thank to you for playing it. <laughs> and you mentioned someone called Matt. Is Matt the your producer? Someone you work with uh, on the regular? So Matt Walker is um, the drummer on both of my albums. I've known him for years. He lives in Chicago. 
He's also been the drummer for Morrissey, Smashing Pumpkins, Garbage, Filter. He He's also a musician and a composer. So we have known each other for a long time from the time that I lived in Chicago and, and he has his own studio. So when I was working on the song, I just kind of call him up and be like, Hey, what do you think of this? You want to try some stuff out on it? So I feel like he's a musical partner that I have that I rely on. And we have the same ideas and vocabulary about music and, um, and so I really enjoy working with him. He he's very good to, you know, he can he could pull out a lot of different styles and he likes different styles and he's uh, such a wonderful person, too. So Matt is, for instance, I just recently sent him a new song and I'm like, what do you think? What could you do with this one? So I'm still writing right now some new stuff. I'm excited oh, about nice. that. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's get your first two uh, Desert Island songs. We changed it up a little bit this time. And we went. I was thinking about that. And I thought, because I really wanted to include an Olivia Newton-John song. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, maybe I should play or put together a group of songs from artists that have passed away that I love and I I still listen to. Especially because it's so recent as this past week as well, right? I mean, yeah, because it was really on my mind. And she was to be to be honest with you, the first album I ever bought was totally hot by Olivia Newton-John. I wanted to be her. I mean, she was everything. And um, I mean, I don't know any other little girl who didn't look up to Olivia Newton-John. She was just so cool and so beautiful and such a wonderful singer. And um, everything she did was with such joy. Um, And so I wanted to include, of course, Totally Hot, uh, the the song from Totally Hot, which is, you you can... you can introduce the song, but <laughs> if you, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm glad you chose it. I mean, and then also the Carpenters as well, which takes me way yes. back to, um, or Carpenters. I, I just remember listening to Carpenters in, in my granddad's car. Yeah, It was the yes. only music that both my granddad and I liked collectively when I was uh, younger, younger. I know. Lad. I'm telling you, her voice is is something that um Karen Carpenter. I've never yeah I've never heard another voice like that I and I try very hard to emulate the low the low tones of her voice because she has a they, she has an incredible range mm-hmm. but something about her low tones when she gets low is something that I've always strived to do in my own singing and I've learned a lot from her um so so yeah I wanted to include those um i'm trying to see what i sent you so let's see i can tell you i can tell you as well a little more love by olivia newton john on her album totally hot a song for you that actually they the carpenters didn't write leon russell wrote okay um he he's got his own version of it but i love 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 their version and such a beautiful song so i need to listen to more carpenters again thanks for reintroducing it yeah and then what is life by george harrison yeah. Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie. And I wanted to include a power pop song, Sad Tomorrow by The Muffs. <laughs> I love The Muffs. Not heard Anna. of The Muffs before, so I'm looking forward to giving that one a listen. Yeah, oh, she, she's, yeah, she's amazing. And then, oh. um, and I was thinking of Boston more than a feeling because. Nice way to end the, he, the six. He, 
Yeah. Yeah. And his death was so sad and, you know, he, he, he killed himself and oh, I yeah, loved that band in his range. Talk about a range. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which you'll hear on that song. So. Such an uplifting song as well. Yes. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's get these on. So we've got a little more love by Olivia Newton, John, followed by a song for you by the Carpenters. Thank you very much, Tamar. Here we go. so many places in my life and time I've sung a lot of songs 
times I've made some bad rhyme. I've acted out my love on stages with 10,000 people watching. But we're alone now, and I'm singing this song for you. I know your image of me is what I hope to be. I've treated you unkindly, but darling, can't you see? There's no one more important to me. Darling, can't you please see through me? Cause we're alone now and I'm singing this song for you. truth withholding nothing you came out in front and I was hiding but now I'm so much better and if my words don't come together listen to the melody cause my
for you We were alone and I was singing a song for you Well that was lovely lovely to hear the carpenters again i was uh, out with some friends last night and we went to club deluxe which is unfortunately a club bar that's closing down in san francisco on the height um in on the 27th and i found out that carol king because this reminded me a little bit of carol king lived opposite on the height in ashbury just an interesting factoid there why are they closing Um, that's awful rent prices the the terrible terribleness of capitalism Just, oh. and no, they, they can't afford the rent anymore so they're being turfed out and um yeah it's super sad because it's like a legacy venue in the in san francisco oh. you know? it almost feels like it deserves to stay there just because of the the cultural can't aspect. the city like do some sort of a yeah oh, maybe there's awful. still a chance maybe I, I mean it sounds like they're pretty adamant that they're closing on the 27th but they have filed for being part of the sf heritage legacy Yes. Building association or something. So maybe there's a chance, but we'll see. Oh, boy. Yeah. One of those things, huh? But yes, anyway, yeah. back to the Carpenters and Olivia. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for choosing those. Yeah. As well. It was so sad to hear about Olivia Newton-John this past week. And she was, she's like in her 70s, right? So she wasn't that old. I know she really fought the good fight because she had cancer for a long time. Oh, so, um. It, it, I guess I guess the public and me included just felt like she had, you know, that she is she fought it successfully, she got, she got which it. I guess in a lot a lot of ways she did because mm-hmm. um, the treatment she had for many years. But I guess in the end, it's still the way that she did pass. But um, but boy, the music yeah. she put out, the impact she had on a whole generation of young girls and movies and oh, my gosh. Kind of crazy. So much. Kind of crazy. Yeah. A true star. A true star. Yeah. Yeah. And was she still making stuff? Was she still doing films or was she pretty much out of the. I think she was still. She, there was. Producing. She was still touring, Touring. but I don't know up until what. Yeah. Because I I was looking on YouTube and she was older and touring. She did some stuff with John Travolta (laughs) for some anniversaries of Greece, you know. So touring is um, in the stage production stuff or like no uh, no like uh you know like they did a 50th anniversary probably of greece i, I don't oh, even I, I don't even know how long greece has been out maybe 30th <laughs> long... yeah, I, yeah i don't actually we're, know we're but... talking like 80s right it was 80s or was it even before that hang on let's like check greece this is check. 70s yeah 78 maybe I'm sorry to all my listeners i'm sorry to you tamar for being so naive no i know I think 1978 it's... what, what i had a feeling feels? Yes, yes. So what would that be? Then they probably did like a, yeah, 78, 98, 2008. When was the last time you saw Greece, Tamar? Um, I don't know, probably on TV. TV. And I know the... I know a lot of the actual (laughs) dialogue because I watched it so much. Yeah. So, I mean, all of our friends did, you know, everybody did. And so, so, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so let's talk about start at the end when it when was it released by the way when did you release start at it? the end was released april 22nd of this year and um i'm really really proud of it 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 has a lot of different types of 
songs on it that really convey my style from acoustic to piano songs, to full productions, to power pop, because that's kind of how I am. I'm a songwriter first. So I can't help, but like whatever vibe I'm in, I'm going to write it. I'm not trying to make all those songs sound the same. I've never really liked albums like that where everything just sounds the same. Mm -hmm. I like to have a journey that the listener goes through. And so if you do listen to start at the end, I do feel that there's like a journey that it takes you on and you feel like from beginning to end, from your permission to the last song, this is me trying. It's a really, um, a, a really good, nice, nice journey take that it, that you feel that you um, were on and that it mm-hmm. also ties it up nicely in the end and feels like, okay, now I'm going to start again, start at the end and, <laughs> you know. I get a nice nineties vibe as well from that. Yes, well. definitely, definitely. In there, which is nice because it takes the 90s back to yeah, it's lovely. Rock. I mean, that was I was I was a teenager in those years, and just it's just nice to hear those those that sound again. Yes, yes, yeah, I love them. I I mean, that's that's the but when I write songs, it naturally comes out to do that, unless I'm specifically saying, okay, I want to make something sound, <laughs> Which you know, but my well, natural, right? you've definitely got yeah. Like, there. I mean, your permission doesn't sound nineties. It, I would say it sounds more Beatlesy because I've got that Wurlitzer going at the beginning and there's some staccato stuff going on. There's also some songs with strings in it. Yeah. I did you know, like the strings. I really liked that. Vibe. yeah and, and how were the strings added was that matt's doing or is that no no that's me that's me with in and <laughs> no no me with my samples and playing oh, them and um trying to get just the right sound and the right movement of uh, uh, what a natural string would be yeah. like um yeah i pretty much play everything but i'm I can hold a beat down on the drum. So I, I come up with the ideas and then I just send them off to him nice. and I play bass and keyboards and wow. um, guitar and then, um, but lead guitar, not so much. So I have definitely have my little arsenal of friends that play lead guitar. I'm a rhythm guitar player strictly. And do you I can, do this local or do you do it like in a, in a remote fashion? Like mostly they, re- you, mostly remote. remote, but I did have a friend come over and do the lead on This Is Me Trying. And I should say there are some leads on this album that I did do, nice. but they're not the typical when you think of like a soloist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, that is not, I can, I can play little lines, but um, I would not call myself a solo guitar player. Yeah. I mean, you're already doing keyboard and drums. Yeah, and voice. yeah. You know, you're doing a, a little lot. bit, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I you wish have I three played drums singles, better, right? But... Oh, sorry. Yes, I released three singles with three videos: um, "Your Permission," "Tragic Endings," and "June Lake." And I'm hoping to make another video. Um, I'm just kind of determining which song I'm going to do, but it might be the next one you're going to play, nice. which is hoping this day won't kill us. So yes, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I also I, so it's also important we mention here how to follow you. So you have ffm.bio to Mar Burke Music, which is I, a perfect way to see all your all yeah. of your stuff, right? All of my stuff. YouTube channel where you can follow. But I videos. also recently, I you'll be surprised, Alex. I got. COVID um, back in oh, wow. June, early June. And so you while I was variant it was, <laughs> I'm hoping it was the recent one, but I was convalescing on the couch and was like, I should make a website. So yeah. during that 
time of laying in bed being sick, I actually made an actual website, tomorrowbrookmusic.com. And it has a lot of it. It has a lot of interviews and reviews and all my music and shows. It's a good place too. Yeah, it's a good place too. So that's an easier one to remember tomorrow. Yeah. Music to come. But um, man, rather than me sounding like I have a lisp, like FFM. I know. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one for like if you're on Instagram, you just click on that because it includes really, my yeah, website. It's really cool. I've never seen FFM before. I should, I'm not down yeah, with kids. It's just one of those Linktree type yeah, things. Yeah, like Linktree, right? Yeah, uh, but I am on Bandcamp. So if you're looking yes. for vinyl or CDs, please go there because it, you're helping me save for my next Apple album, nice. really. <laughs> and the music videos are very, you know, refined and accomplished as well. Thank right? you. Great I music videos. Right? Do them I mean, myself. <laughs> you do? Yeah. And the, the so the, I remember the Your Permissions one you put up. I really like that one. Is that the one where you're changing faces? And yes. All that kind and of piano, stuff, right? yeah, my piano. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so I recommend I, listeners go and check that out for sure. And all the other videos. That was such a, a crazy one because I didn't know what I was doing like in terms of like what I wanted the theme to be, but I was like looking at my outfits, trying to see which outfit <laughs> will I like to wear. And then I just sat at the piano and tried a bunch of different outfits coming in and out. And I'm like, wait a minute here. I could actually wear everything I want. And then that was the That's edit. Awesome. And it made sense. How so. do you find time to do with this to being a mom and being a teacher? It's incredible. Do you take time sometimes? Like, I mean, you can't really take weeks off, right? Being a teacher apart from in the summertime. No, no, but I am very disciplined. So mm -hmm. the time that I do have, I, I really, really you try to use it because even sometimes when I come home from work and I'm exhausted, I'm like, I'm going downstairs to write for a little bit because art is being rich off as well. Right. You have to have some discipline and because the more that you do it, the more you produce and the more you produce, the more options you have, you know, because you can't expect to just write 13 songs for an album. I, I mean, I guess I used to do that, but now I'm, I'm hoping to get like 20 and then pick the best ones. And the more I try, the more pieces and parts I like that I might put together for another song. So the more you spend time with your guitar and your instrument, the more cool little things could come out. That's just me though. I, I get better with age. I'm not a person that, you know, I couldn't have written these albums when I was early twenties. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was still learning how to like edit myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. you know who you yeah. are more now potentially. Yeah. As well, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so and it's... you know, you don't want to, I think I was doing, I was shoving hooks down people's throats when I was younger. Whereas <laughs> now, you know, now you kind of, you learn how to subtly put that hook in mm -hmm. and it's much more effective. So you yeah. already in the process of writing another album? Like you already I'm starting. I'm in the beginning phases oh. of like starting to put things together and uh, sitting down and enjoying that. And um, yeah, I am. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. Good stuff. More <laughs> to come. More All to right. come. <laughs> so let's get this next song on from start of the end. This is Hoping This Day Won't Kill Us. Can you tell us yes. a little bit about this song and the title? Because this is a yeah, yeah, yeah. thought-provoking so, title. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it started out, actually, before my dad died. 
but it was about those days where it had just, you get out of bed and it's, it's one thing after another trying to like, just make it through. And, um, and everything feels so heavy. Everything feels so hard. Everything feels like a chore and you just feel like you're going to break down and cry every minute. And then after my dad passed away, it was even more intense because I really did feel like I'm not going to make it today. Um, and not being even dramatic, like I wanted to go back to bed and like, mm. like, I, I don't think I could deal with reality today kind right. of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I wrote the song as a therapy, like, okay, in the course, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to make the beds. I'm going to clean the floor. I'm going to sweep the leaves. I'm going to wipe the counters. I'm going to do all the things that I still need to do because it's the only thing that I can and is going to help me like get through this day without completely falling apart. And that's really what the song is about. Those days where you don't know if you're going to make it through (laughs) emotionally, you know, and uh, yeah. Did you have some time to take, did you take some time off, personal time after, after your dad passed Um, away? I did not have much time. After the funeral, I came home and had one week before I had to start school again, because we're on a year long schedule. It's a school that, that starts in July. Wow. So my dad died. I had to stay in Florida and then I had a little bit of time and then boom, I was back in the classroom. Wow. Not the best choice. Yeah. It was not the best choice for me. But again, that hoping this day won't kill us and trying to make it, I thought it was a good decision to just like, okay, I'm going to go back and just power through. I have to live my life. I can't fall apart, which is the truth. I mean, I still need a job. I still need to work. I just wasn't the best at anything. Let's put it that way. I guess I was the best at my music, but everything else was falling apart. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're going through something traumatic, you can only handle maybe one thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? Everything seems so trivial as well, doesn't it? When you're, yes. when you're going through that mourning process as well. Even the music, to be honest, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. But I was in a sort of a grief therapy and she said, no, 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 you need to keep, just keep doing it. Keep doing things. Yeah. Keep doing Not things, keep mind. writing. Keep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Which is a perfect segue into hoping this day won't kill us. So we'll get this on uh, from Thank the start you. to the end. Thank you very much, Tamar. Yeah. Hope
All right, so that was wondrous. Thank you very much. Hoping yes. this day won't kill us. Start at the end. I'm not sure if that's the best word to use for this one because it's a difficult subject, obviously. But it was really nicely yeah. produced as well and lovely to Thank hear. Thank you. Thank you. Hear you at your best, tomorrow. Thank and you. And we have uh, two more songs from dearly departed artists. Next, we've got George Harrison. What is life? I went for the remastered version. Hope that's okay. Yeah, I just it's the one that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and also Moon Age Drake Daydream, which I I yes. know from my dad, who's a massive David Bowie fan. There's a yes. new film coming out called Moon Age Daydream. Do you know this? No. Yes, there is. A is it film. about him or is it like a I fictional think so, adaptation? Yeah. Okay. My dad's that big a fan that he got a T-shirt made up himself just with Moon Age Daydream oh. on it. <laughs> I think I would love your dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get on well. Oh, my so, gosh. So this is, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to listening to both of these. Georgie Boy yeah. and David. What a combo. Yeah. Did they ever do yeah. anything together? I feel like they should have done. Um, <laughs> I'm well. not. I, I feel like they all hung out. Um, I can't remember any particular song no, where Bowie so. was with Close. the Beatles. Close but Bowie was course. with a lot of artists like Lou Reed mm. And he helped, um, oh, he, oh, Mick Jagger, you know, Amat the Hoople. He was a big advocate for bands and yeah, yeah. gave a lot of his, he helped people with the songwriting. And um, he was an incredible, oof, nobody like him. Yeah. I feel like the world changed the day he passed away. It's yes. weird. Like, I felt like everything went to shit the day he passed yes. away. <laughs> I think it was around the time that, you know, who came into yes, being president he, and stuff. He took it, like, it with him. These are dark times we're about to go through, you know. Like he kept, he kept, he kept, he kept everything together. Yes, He was the guy that kept as well. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I do truly I believe agree. that somewhere. I agree because I do think he was a special being. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what is life, George Harrison, followed by Moon Age Daydream. Thank you very yeah. much, Tamar. Yeah.
Cool. So we just heard What Is Life and Moon Age Daydream by Georgie Boy and David. Good stuff. Moon Age Daydream coming out on September the 22nd, I believe, or in September sometime, on IMAX exclusively. So if you want to go and watch that, go and check it out, everybody. And I wanted to ask you, Tamar, about yeah. your... You have a family that play music too. So is there any yeah. sign of a family band at any point that might be happening? <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping when Tuesday was a little more, you know, younger. Uh, now that Tuesday's almost 18, we're just not cool enough, you know. Tuesday, <laughs> and Tuesday has a, their own band called The Inflorescence. And uh, you can find their music on Spotify. And they're on Kill Rock Stars, a really great label. Um, and they put their first record out called Remember What I Look Like. And it's on Spotify. You could buy the album on vinyl or, or t- CD. Yeah. And it's it's got some nostalgia. Some, I think the influence of the 90s, even on their generation, is there. It's really good. Steve plays uh, bass, actually, in my live band. Um, and he's a musician, too, and we've he's been a, in bands he's together. He's a guitarist. In the, in he's the a bass band. player in my band. Yeah. Oh, I see. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, we've, oh my gosh, we Tuesday grew up in a house of just constant music playing and writing. And uh, yeah, so. Nice. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah. So when is, um, so does she ever, does she ever, or do, do they, sorry, ever seek like guidance from you musically or anything? Or is it normally like, like you said, you know, they just. Sometimes, yeah. Era, that kind Some, of thing. No, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'll suggest like, oh, maybe on the melody. What, do you, what if you did that, you know, and she'll try it, but I try not to interfere because, you know, I know that her influences are all of our influences. So finding her voice is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, you know, if they play it for me and I have a suggestion, I'll say, can I say, you know, have a yeah. but, but Tuesday is very quick to give me suggestions. So, oh, you, you know, I'll play, I'll play, I'll play something. Can't be my traffic. <laughs> I'll ask though. I'll say like, what do you think of this? You know? So it's, it's no big deal. I do like to get feedback. I don't always take the feedback, but I really do like to hear people's reactions. Sometimes I post little snippets of new songs on my Instagram. And I'm like, if you stop by comment, and let me know what you think, um, because I may take it down, but I like to do that because um it's an instant vibe and an instant thing that it, it's like very good gratification for me to see if there's something there mm-hmm. so i do like to do that yeah i also love your coverage of of her stuff of their stuff because i i like the way you always seem to be at the front of the audience as well and it just seems like you're really in the thick of it and really engaged with with what they're doing so that's wonderful yeah 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 oh yeah i love i love going to shows i try yeah. not to go to the ones where i know it's going to be like crazy um because <laughs> they do like, like it's crazy like you're stave dieting and yeah. all yeah yeah that's kind of mosh pit and stuff yeah there's a couple venues that i'm like okay i'll go on occasion <laughs> but uh i know right <laughs> i can't i can't manage it and Plus, a lot of people got COVID from that last show I was oh, at for them, including, including Tuesday. Including no, not you. me. Wow. Nope. But she did. They did. Yep. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if I got COVID after going out last night. Like, it was oh, just boy. a rammed bar. When was the first show you went to after the pandemic? Oh, boy. That's a go? really 
good question. And now I, I can't think of it. It was probably a smaller thing that was probably outside. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what it was actually now that I remember it. We were walking around downtown San Diego along like the pier, like the harbor. Mm -hmm. And there was a little tent up and there was like just some yokels, local yokels, old dudes, old white dudes (laughs) playing covers. You know what I mean? But I, me and Steve were like, oh my God, live music. We just watched, we watched, they were playing like. I don't know, like, uh, I what's the song that all those kind of cover bands do that are just like overplayed? Yeah. Train, but, <laughs> is it the train? Yeah, <laughs> now it's like um, I'm talking like classic rock. Oh wow! So, but but I was like, oh my god, it's probably a Stone song, mm-hmm. to be honest. And um, it felt like oh, people are playing out. So people are. They were. Yeah. Everyone was kind of spread out. But I do remember yeah. going. I can't wait to go to a show again. Yeah, yeah, I was missing that big time. It wasn't the same watching live know. live streams, was it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I watched no. um California Honey Drops and I think we got a bit carried away that night whereby we were kind of like, let's just rip our masks off and have a great ah. time and dance again and it was it was wonderful, but it was probably like super high risk and like, I got told off for, for doing that. So but I'm glad I did it. <laughs> and yeah. then the other one was um seeing Laura Marling at the Independent um oh. in um downtown San Francisco and that was fantastic. And that was like super scary from a not being in a uh, intimate venue for a long time mm. and suddenly being in it. But because we were wearing masks, like no one got impacted, I think. I mean we were fine. Oh, that's we great. Surrounded by people as well. So anyway. Yeah. And I mean I'm not as worried now. I've been I don't know, been vaccinated and also the virus has been around en- enough that it's yeah, not it's as powerful. March 2020. Yes, yes. Scary, right? When you knew it was yeah. coming, you knew the tidal wave was coming, but you weren't. Yeah, because sure. I got it from a show we played, yeah. um, but I didn't get it right away. So the drummer got it, passed it on to my husband, my husband passed it on to me. But it took, it was like a week of, you know, incubation i would did it say wipe, wipe you out did you feel like you'd been hit by a truck or was so it like a bad it did it or? did for me but only because i i tr- ended up traveling back home from being abroad and i was just getting it that day of travel mm. so i was feverish and had two masks on because i didn't want to get anybody else sick because oh, i had a feeling on a plane, on a plane oh, and i was oh. and so what happened is because of that it impacted me more so when I got back because I didn't have a proper rest on that first day. So it was a bad one, but mostly body aches and sweating overnight and like, but I didn't have a cough, didn't have like much of a cold. Okay, It was just like a, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I do feel like planes exasperate your feeling of feeling ill. Like, especially when it's a um, chest or bronchial thing. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, back to the music. Okay. All right. <laughs> this next one is uh, my personal favorite song oh. from your album, Sweet yes. Relief. Really love this one. Just Thank you. And we were just practicing this yesterday because I want to pull it into the live set. And there's so many subtleties. I think it'll be interesting to see how we can put it together. But I'm so proud of this song and I love it. I love the production. It's a very Stonesy influenced song. And it is about, 
I feel like a couple of people were like, this feels like divorce or death. And I'm like, it is, it is about feeling regretful that you didn't say what you wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And so that could be for any sort of relationship, like, you know, those last moments, I, I suppose in somebody's, if somebody's passing away or even in, a, it, it, there's a lot of imagery of divorce here too, because, you know, those moments where, and I'm not a divorced person, but even, even though I've had relationships end where you are having those awkward conversations, you are sitting with somebody, it feels awkward. It feels like you're stuck and, um, you don't want to touch upon anything too emotional and you just kind of want to get through these moments. So there's a lot of those kinds of imageries in this song because mm -hmm. I didn't want it to just be about not talking to somebody if, you know, on their deathbed, because if you listen to it, it feels more about the ending of a relationship in general. And we all have those. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it's friendships. It's, it's those times where you used to be close with people. And I do find that as we all get older, our friendship circles get smaller and smaller. We get more picky about people yeah. and um, it becomes awkward almost, you know, to sit with somebody, you know, you used to be closer right. to. Right. So those, that's what the song is really touching upon. Yeah. You get set in your own ways, don't you? It's so true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get this on. We talk about your uh, tour and what's next for Tamar Burke in a second, shall we? Okay. Usual. And mostly about yourself 
lovely stuff. Sweet Relief, Tamar Burke. Yep. From a 13-track start at the end album. What was yep. the thinking behind the title of the album, Tamar? Uh, you know, that. as I was putting the songs together and also feeling like, you know, if, if anybody of your, any of your listeners or even yourself has ever had a death of, of somebody or some, or just, you know, the ending of something in your life in which you feel that you are no longer the same person you were before. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, in the process of writing this, I felt like I am totally a different person now. And I, I feel, I felt that I did need to start over in the whole way that I was thinking about everything at the same time, you know, when certain things end, you need to start over. And when certain things start, it's going to eventually be a cycle in which you will eventually be, things will end and things will start all the time. And so many of the lyrics I found were really thematic, like in tragic endings, I say, I, I read the endings of books before I even turn to the beginnings. My heart can't take surprises anymore. I'm losing faith in happy endings, which so many startings and endings in just those two lines of, of like, you know, to think that my heart, I, I don't want any, I don't want the unknown. Just tell me what the end is of the situation so that I don't need to like read it from the beginning. Like, just tell me how it's going to end. Yeah. Cause I can't handle it. Um, closure. Closure, but yeah. also like, like, like the unknown is right now. And right. for everybody right now, the unknown is so awful. Yeah. And wouldn't it be nice if somebody could just tell you what's going to happen so you can <laughs> yeah. mentally prepare. It's, so, and- it's such a bad analogy tomorrow, but I had this with watching my, my soccer team this morning. Like literally, not a bad analogy. Was like me, my heart was beating out of my chest. I was like, I can't take this. My my next two days are going to be ruined if this turns out the way it's going to. And it turned out well. It turned out. But that's and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Because like as you get older, the the unknown is is really uncomfortable, and and also you know so many things that I find I found that year that I needed to rethink, start over, start again. Um, end things, begin things, you know, um, rethink things. And, and I feel like that's a cycle that we go through just living, that things are constantly ending and beginning friendships and life and jobs and Mm. work and children grow and, and they continue to like end certain, you know, one grade, they'll end first grade, they'll go to second grade, it'll be, it's just this constant thing. So you know, and then the cover is, we had talked about that before, the cover is me on, on New Year's, which is the perfect metaphor for starting in it, starting at the beginning of the ending of something. Mm-hmm. And I'm half-heartedly blowing that horn on New Year's Eve, sitting next to an ex-boyfriend, which I knew our relationship was ending. And yet I was yeah. excited in a way to start the new year without him this was the last party (laughs) that we were going to be together so like 12 o'clock strikes cinderella o'clock that kind of thing see you later i'm out peace out an awful night i'm sure we've all had awful new years and oh my goodness yeah you know and it's like oh god got three Uh, more hours before new year can we just do the australia version be done with this (laughs) exactly so yeah start at the end and it was perfect i guess the perfect album to follow the restless dreams of youth which 
portrayed my past and where I was today. And this was, okay, I'm starting at the ending of that and now I'm someone else. So I felt like it just felt really comfortable, really the right thing, yeah. Good stuff. And in terms of touring, is this going to be your first tour for a long time or have you done a couple of live shows for the previous well, We've album? been playing out quite a bit. Uh, touring, I'm not sure. I'd like to set something up. Um, but, uh, you know, as of now, everybody's just getting back into sort of normal life and everybody's band is doing shows. Yeah. So I got to sit down with the band and be like, hey, can we like carve out some dates? I am playing a big festival here in San Diego on September 24th called the Adams Avenue Street Fair. Wow. And it's we're on the the Casbah stage, which is like the the rock, the rock stage. And yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for that. We're going on from at one o'clock and um thrilled about that because it so many people at those outdoor festivals will be introduced to my music for the first time because nice. you know I'm people just Adams avenue as well i'm pretty sure i've been on that corner oh yeah oh, okay yeah. Cool. is it pacific beach or ocean come beach? on down come on down <laughs> um i on my way off mate i'm, I'm still learning san diego oh, okay. i've only been here since <laughs> 2018 no no remember i was here 2018 but then year and a half of that we couldn't go anywhere right so yeah. I was still like, yeah. Until you realize you could go outside. So, oh, it's okay to go outside, is it? Okay, great. We're going to go outside. Exactly. <laughs> and then we just kind of ventured into our neighborhood, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So potentially um, some live music outside oh, yeah. San Diego towards yeah. the end of the year. Maybe, Wanna... even, maybe even, you know, Lost Church. I'd maybe. love to play there. I'd love to play San, uh, San Francisco, maybe Portland. Portland. Well. Want to work on some shows. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So call me. Seeing you. Yes, and I'll definitely finally <laughs> see you live as well, which will be be nice yeah, to see you in person. Real... Yes, it'll be amazing. <laughs> All right, so let's get these next two on from your uh, dearly departed Desert Island Disc, Sad Tomorrow yes. by The Muffs and Boston More Than a Feeling. Tell us about yeah. these, these bad boys. Um. Yeah, so Kim Shattuck of The Muffs was such a rock goddess and the muffs were such a power pop band influential to lots of people and been around for a long time. She was also in the Pandora's and she died way too young. And, um, you know, I just feel like, um, it, it's so tragic because she was my age actually. And, um, what a waste and what a sad sad thing i love this song and i love her albums and i you know and i met her and played with her um at a show in portland and got to hang out with her and she's just so joyful such a wonderful person so i wanted to include her and then you know boston is one of my all-time go-to rock favorites I and mean, if you're talking about classic rock bands yeah. and uh, a voice that only comes around once every 10 years this guy could sing like insane range and it was just a very sad day when you know when you know i'm learning for the first time like when i learned for the first time like why the band stopped and what happened to him and i'm reading that he that he committed suicide and he was found in his bath it's just like such an awful story and and such a waste again an incredible incredible talent 
that uh, was gone too soon, very young. Oh. And so I wanted to just share those those two people. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for choosing this theme as well, because I'm seeing the, the full circle of, of, the, of the theme here as well, tying in yeah. with the album nicely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. So we have The Muffs, Sad Tomorrow, and More Than a Feeling by Boston. Thank you, Tamara. Yay. Yep.
We just heard um, Sad Tomorrow and the Muffs, followed by More Than a Feeling and Boston, our dearly departed there. Thank you so much, yes. Tamar, for teeing yeah. us up. Yeah. And we're going to close out the show with two back-to-back Tamar Burke songs. But Yay. before we do that, don't forget the ways to follow Tamar include yes. tamarburkemusic.com, which you should go to. That's the centre of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have Bandcamp, tamarburke.bandcamp.com. Also, Tamar Burke, Tamar Burke Music um, on Instagram. And I'm on and Twitter. Burke, yeah. yeah, on Twitter as well. So it's, a, it's somewhere between Tamar Burke Music and Tamar Burke. Tamar Burke, Burke. yeah. Tomorrow yeah. in every possible sense. And I try to post. I try to post a lot. And I'm really, I like meeting people and like responding to people. So come and visit, say hi. And nice. um, yeah, let me know if you've listened to the record or bought the record. I love that. For sure. And you can do that from Bandcamp and your website as well, right? You can buy yeah, and vinyl. Apple Music too and all of those online streaming places. But Bandcamp if you want vinyl or CDs. Nice, yep. lovely stuff. Tomorrow, it's always such a joy to host you. Um, you too. You. I feel like I'm talking you to too. an old friend. It's really lovely. I know, and I can't wait, on oops, I can't wait to well. one day uh, come out there and play. That would yeah, be really... Yeah, let's make it happen. Yes, you yes. Can touch about the Lost Church show. I'm sure we can make that happen too once you're up be here. Amazing. And enjoy the rest of your summer. You too. And happy hangover Sunday. <laughs> Thank you. All I'm best. not too high. I mean, I did have one massive margarita last night. Oh, but... I had a few. I had a few deluxe Collins. <laughs> I feel okay, though, weirdly, because it is it is a quarter to one here. So it's it's out of my system already. <laughs> Good stuff. We I'm waiting also for... queue I'm... up your songs as well. I want to make sure we like, like, like close out the show with an explanation or... A tee up, shall we say, of your oh, sure. songs, right? Sure. Is- your permission is um is it was a fun song. It 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 started out as the, an idea about how wouldn't it be nice if somebody just gave you permission to be not like the worst parts of yourself for a day and then forgave you, you know, like, like you're okay to be that person today, or you're okay to say that today, or you're okay to be an asshole today or whatever, you know? <laughs> and then the next day it's like, everybody forgave you. And, and that was kind of the the tongue in cheek side of it. But then it became a little bit more like 
the days where you actually don't even want to be yourself and you want to step out of your own shoes and like, I can't deal. And I was really pleased with the way it sounded and came out and how the outro is a part of the song that never comes back. It's not, it's, it was kind of a new challenge for me to write a song that has, that builds to an outro that ends. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. Right. And then um, Shadow Clues is off of my first album, Restless Dreams of Youth. And it was the first single off of that, which garnered a lot of love and attention. So yeah. I thought just great video give, as well. Yeah. To give that props. I thought I would yeah, play that yeah. one too. Were any of the songs when we did the last show, which was this time last year, we just discovered were any of these songs. I know some of them are written. But was the, the this album wasn't the concept of this album wasn't um, obviously around. only real bad day was yeah. in a demo form and I like a demo tape for real like a okay. tape, and I pulled that one out and kind of redid it to put on start at the end because I wanted a really fun power pop song, so that's the only one. Uh, everything else was it's crazy. Made. How much he wrote in such a short space of time? I, I know. I know, crazy. Well, but when you're in your that Sunday. that creative state, yeah. It just yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You too. You too. You too. It's been a I joy. A, you, yeah, definitely. Thank you for letting me know that you wanted to chat again. And yeah, a year Absolutely. ago. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. All right, everybody. This is your permission by Tamar Burke from start at the end. Go and check out the new album, Thirteen Tracks of Wonderfulness. And Shadow Clues, also by Tamar Burke from her previous album, released in 2021, The Restless Dream hey. of Youth. Goodbye, everybody. Happy Sunday. Can I ask your permission to be someone else today? To say what I want to say in a different sort of way? Can I ask your permission to be the perfect wife? To have the perfect life Just maybe not today Oh, 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 oh Oh, oh, oh I've got that feeling I've been here before Without caring what they say And let the drama play Can I ask your permission To be a kinder soul To play the gender role Just maybe not
Unresponsive to the needles that stab you so much. 